there are two exit points for all the podcasters in the world. The episode 13 or 17, when you realize it's not worth it. And the second is episode 50, when you realize you're never going to make money out of it. <laughs> Did you note that down, Mohammed? Episode 50, yeah. that's when we're getting out. Yeah. Mahin Taj. Afat. Shahpar. Mahvash. Parivash. In this episode, we tackle a question by my dad, my mom, and my aunt, my colleagues, and some of our friends, a couple of our listeners, and probably some authorities. All those people asked repeatedly, why are you doing the podcast if you're not making any money out of it? Welcome to Ask an Iranian. I'm your host, David, and I'm here with my co-host, Mohammed. Uh, you want to get on with the show? Yeah, let's get on with the show. Let's get on with the show. So, as... Farshad of Digest Podcast. As he prefaced this episode with, yeah, getting to episode 50 is when you realize you're never going to get anything out of your podcast in terms of money. You're never going to make it. But actually, we kind of passed episode 50 without even realizing it. Well, I realized it. It was noted. Muhammad, is that kind of true? I mean, are we earning any money out of this well yeah we are earning money out of it but in terms of profit it is a net negative it's anything negative so in every way we're just we spent money on so yeah quite obviously it's not an income for us is that a problem Mohammed? no no way is that gonna stop us no no way i actually hesitated for a second (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so we do make some dribbles of money mm-hmm. from various places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, people have offered to give us donations. Yes, did we follow up on that? Um, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we kind of did. We but did. We, not we, quite recently. We just said we're going to keep you posted when yeah. we got something in place, and we got some things in place now, and we never, never informed them. Well, there's maybe they're subscribe star. Anyway. There's subscribe mm. star. You can go there, and if you so wish, send yeah. us money. We don't yeah. care if you do or you don't. <laughs> it doesn't really make. No, money. actually, we do care. I mean, if you do, thank you. If you don't, we're still going to keep it going. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to. It's not going to affect what we do. Yes. Actually, maybe that's a point. To mm-hmm. mention here, and I don't know, sometimes in my life I've preferred not to take money for certain types of work because I worry that it might affect my position or judgment or opinion about yeah. things. Now you're putting it that way. I'm worried too. It might actually have a big effect on your judgment and position on things. But that's actually the case. I mean, if you think about this with uh, media in uh, for Iranians, yeah, you know, there's a lot of tricky media out there and, you know, you might ask like, okay, who's funding this? Mentioning no names, certain satellite mm. channels with Saudi funding supposedly and probably from yeah. Rupert Murdoch. No, we're, we're not uh, funded by anybody. We're directly funded by His Majesty Ben Salman, <laughs> Prince Ben Salman. We are not funded by... <laughs> no, we're not funded by... A Saudi prince, any Saudi prince, any prince. Yes, so we are not not funded by anyone. Yeah, we're not compromised. So going back to the point, yeah, we have a shop as well. If anyone wishes Mm -hmm. to go and purchase items there, we Mm -hmm. do make a bit of money. Yeah, and actually we don't have access to the money we make there. That is the case. But as we pointed out earlier, it is not a driving factor for Mm us. Yes. um, Which probably brings us to the question that you and I asked one another the other day. Mm -hmm. I'll ask you first. Yeah. Why bother? I like doing this. Why? Why did you want to start this? Well, I mean, for a very long time, I've been listening to several podcasts. I enjoyed those podcasts. 
I started thinking, what does a podcast need? It needs a website, it needs a server. We're going to need recording equipments. We need to have things to talk about, which we do. So I released a few episodes, then I had to delete everything. Uh, so Mohammed previously had uh, set up a podcast yes. called The Smoking Area. The Smoking Area. Oh, I got it right this time. Mm. When you call it The Smoking Room. Uh, yeah. And, uh, uh, and on the podcast, I mean, we recorded, you kept calling it The Smoking Room. As well. I mean, in a couple, bunch of episodes so we, we, you and I recorded for that Yeah, podcast. we recorded a few. Where are they now, Mohammed? In the void. They Somewhere with NSA. I'm pretty sure uh, like the Chinese cyber, whatever, they got a copy. Yeah. I hope that's it. There you go. So I like technical stuff. Hmm. I really enjoyed uh, learning about recording. I like the equipment. I like the idea of editing mm. <laughs> audio. <laughs> Not so much these days. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought we have ideas. We can share them. Yeah. People can choose to listen to it. They can also choose to share their ideas and experiences with us. Okay. So I also liked to have my voice heard, my comments about society, culture, humans, what I see and what I experience. Okay. So that's why you started it. Nothing noble. I just but like the well, idea of being on. a podcaster. And uh, Okay. That's why you started podcasting, mm. but not why you started Ask an Iranian. No. Ask an Iranian kind of started through my prompt, sort of flipped around the other yeah. way because I joined Mohammed for the smoking area on a few occasions, now lost files last year in the midst or in the middle or at the beginning, which end of a so-called pandemic were we? Yeah, I mean, if you can call it a pandemic, it was, I think, quite early on because seemingly this is going on for a very long time. Exactly. Well, as we've joked about a few times on the episodes, yeah, that sort of gave the time to be able to work on some other stuff. But for me, mm -hmm. I hate social media you really do? a lot. Mm. I kind of hate it. Mm -hmm. I haven't now for nearly five years added anything on Instagram or Facebook personally. Mm -hmm. Stop adding yourself as my friend. I'm not going to respond. You know who you are. And uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, the problem is within my work, mm -hmm. there seems to be a distance gathering between me understanding mm. the sort of evolution of these mm. technologies because I, I don't want to go there. I don't want to no. do these things. Your so, work being a collage artist or a reasonably yeah, let's not go there, good Mohammed. designer? I'm or... involved in communications, yeah. <laughs> I'll have you know. I'm yeah. involved in advertising and branding yes. and other things like that. Uh, so there was a bit of a sort of knowledge gap developing mm -hmm. big knowledge gap mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I needed to correct that so uh, I thought you know as people were doing mm -hmm. at the beginning of the quote-unquote lockdowns uh, it was time to tool up yeah so you know improve the soft skills so mm -hmm. uh, yeah Mohammed was the second person I approached about setting up a podcast you at that asshole. time. <laughs> I was not your first choice. Wow. You know, because I, I was chatting with some friends in England uh, mm -hmm. about setting up a podcast based upon a publishing house that I had over in the UK. Mm -hmm. I still kind of have. We don't really do anything these days, but hey, it's still there. So uh, generally in my life, I like to uh, tool up as much as possible. I mm -hmm. find learning soft skills mm -hmm. quite fascinating and that was how oh are you ready for it Mohammed? when i first came to iran well. i had a blog that was grab a pen <laughs> <laughs> dd -M -M -Y 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 dot org and i'm not gonna say what those letters stand for but it was like day month year in that format the british format yeah and i would document my sort of coming to learn iran every mm -hmm. week and Under I'd, a quarter of the Union Jack. And yeah, yeah, I colored the British flag in mm -hmm. the Iranian colors and put that up with a little 
whatever it says, Allo Akbar. But, um, what do we have on the flag? It says Allo Akbar. Is that what it says on our flag? Yeah. That's nuts. So, yeah. Why is that nuts? No comment. Okay. So, <laughs> I was, you know, I was at a, uh, a gathering of people the other day, all socially distanced. Uh, those commie guys who sing like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because all my friends are commies and they sing that stuff. But uh, yeah. I, was, I was asking them what was Persian for uh, tulip, which is what we have in the middle of the mm-hmm. Iranian flag. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what? That's a tulip. They didn't even realize that was a tulip saying Allah yeah. in the middle of the Iranian flag. They didn't know? No. What a bunch of commies. Exactly. Anyways, that was the styling for the blog and I wrote every Monday on that. It was interesting. If I'm not mistaken, some woman contacted me about that and said like, love your blog. Do you mind if I turn it into a story? And apparently it's, I'm a character in a story related to things on my blog. That's very nice. Like what never, kind of story is it? Like I have a, no idea. I never found it. I followed like up on it and they never got back to me. Maybe it never happened. A book. I don't know. I'd like Maybe you just, just imagined it. Maybe I did. I can find the someone called Eggleton. That sounds like a made-up name. Yes. Yeah, maybe. So, uh, so yeah, do- documenting the weird things. Me as a sort of ignorant person coming to Iran and figuring things out. Mm. So, with my disposition, okay. being sort as of a British, orientalist, yeah, orientalist British, which is interesting. White actually. privileged. Because our previous episode was about elections, and I mm-hmm. stopped writing at the time of the elections because I became very disillusioned about things. Because you make a good point because I think I was quite Orientalist yeah. in my outlook at the time. And if you well, read you still it, are, kind of, but it's still... Eh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So... That's fine. I mean, I, I do like Orientalist point of view. It is a point of view. I mean, yeah. it's not better or worse than a social justice socialist point of view or whatever. So I, I was very sort of like positive continually and that kind of to some people made me an Iran apologist. That's what I call you. Yeah, that's what Muhammad still calls me. Yeah. So and it's not a joke. I do tr- truly I truly yeah. do. But but the things that went on mm-hmm. back in 2009 mm-hmm. around the elections kind of agitated me in a way that made me lose a lot of that. Yeah. And the way I describe it is about me sort of sharing the scars of everyday Iranians now. Okay. Because so many people are so, you know, they have their issues with things here. So with my disposition of being like, oh my God, it's so cute. Everything's so nice. Everyone Mm. would be rubbed up the wrong way. Oh, who's this brick guy turned up? Yeah. You know, things sound like a tourist. Yeah. So I kind of got my fingers burnt or got a bit scarred. I don't know how. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Now I see things in a different way. And it was very difficult for me to continue blogging mm-hmm. after that. So I quit after three years of on the dot Monday morning yeah. publishing a blog. Oh, so that is where it comes from. Yeah. We're missing a schedule. We're missing the schedule. Oh my God, we're going to be late. Who's that? That's you. I'm, try- <laughs> I'm trying to sounds do an like, in- sounds English like the English street trader that yeah. we did an advert for. I don't know that person. Yes. Hello? I'm a merchant. I'm not a merchandise. I'm David. I'm David, (laughs) and I got a blog. (laughs) I got a blog. I got a blog. Every Monday morning, I press a button, and everybody reads my blog everywhere in the world. (laughs) That is who I am. I'm David. And I'll be buggered if I can say what the blog's title is. D-D-M-M-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y
I called up Mohammed. I'm like, Mohammed, we're going to do that. What do we call it? Podcast. Podcast, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to do that podcasting thing again. It's like, all oh, right. And I think like, you... Oh my God, this guy again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you came around. It was really interesting because you. I said like, you know, what would we call something like this or what would we do? And you immediately were like, ask an Iranian. As soon as Mohammed said mm. that, I was like, I love it. It both sounded like straight to the point, mm -hmm. kind of a call to action yeah. at the same time. It sounded a bit twee, a bit stupid mm -hmm. at the same time. I kind of like it because it's like silly. Yeah. Because you and I were both kind of like very silly. serious. Oh, oh no! Wait, we are serious. Silly. Oh, oh wait, we are three, serious. two, no. one. No, sang kagaz ahmak. We're idiots. No, we're, we're a, we're a bunch idiots. of idiots who yeah, are yeah. seriously silly. Yeah, or sillyly so, serious. So it it just seemed ridiculous, but it seemed so appropriate, uh, and I thought it would uh, work in many ways, and I think it kind of has. I think it's it worked. Yeah. People are asking those questions. <laughs> not as much as this <laughs> as they should we we do we do get questions send your questions along we yeah. want more not with that attitude they won't yeah uh, well the question is khuda, no, but the please question is, yeah, most yeah of that's the it like why the hell I are you doing it. I'm, i love my aunt bless her heart she asked me five days in a row at lunch why are you doing the podcast but that's that's Khale, I explained yesterday. No. Muhammad, that's like it's it's more so, I mm -hmm. would say, mm -hmm. sort of Middle East Asia thing, mm. that type of question. That's what I would say. Mm. And I would say that with experience of being Northwest Europe and spending some time in America, where passion projects are not strange, mm -hmm. hobbies and other things. But uh, but of course, in a sort of quite a harsh um, climate of business, you know, obviously families are worried about you. And climate in terms of weather and like Ooh. the thing as well. Yeah, the earth harsh, as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically in Middle East, if you're doing something, it's got to be for money. Otherwise, why the fuck would you? that's all that matters. I mean, yeah. you don't do anything. Now I'm thinking, you don't do anything unless you have to. Here in Here, Iran yeah. as well? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me more about this. You cook food as a woman because we are women and we know. Yeah, yeah, of course, that's our job, yeah. And, I mean, uh, it's our role. Our role. Yeah. It's the social construct. That we completely Submit champion. to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oppose. What no, do submit, we do? Sub submit. Submit yeah. to, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you cook because you need to. Because if you don't cook, your husband will beat the shit out of you. And, and you know, so we should. Yeah, so yeah. we have to do it. Yeah. So a husband will go out and work because he has to. Yeah. Because women raise hell if you don't bring back money and groceries, oh, etc. That's the way it goes So now. if you don't provide... A big difference, I would say, is what is known as the safety net. So sort of Northern European, Western mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. nations have a certain type of system that offers a sort of safety net for mm -hmm. its citizens. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're on the streets and you're struggling to eat, as a friend of mine who works for social services says, okay. the only people on the streets who don't have a house and can't eat are mental people. Like people who literally, they're mad mm -hmm. <laughs> or, or they have yeah. serious issues. They, they need to be looked after. Mm -hmm. Because in Great Britain, mm -hmm. the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Not so you, great anymore. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it's looking like it's on the ropes. So yeah, you you are provided a sort of certain safety net. Mm -hmm. You know, in the UK, you have a national health service. You are you know provided 
a house and, you know, and you can argue whether those things in the long term are beneficial or not, mm-hmm. but the state provides. Mm-hmm. And in Iran, the state kind of provides. provides. Oh, yeah. No, a lot. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I have to. This is a very long tangent. Okay. But we're going with it. The price of gas in Iran is a joke. As in it's so damn cheap? State, it is so damn cheap. Yeah. Yes. Maybe not for us because the, the economy is complicated here. Yeah. The price of food is not that much. I know a lot of people are going to come back at us and say, no, it is well, like- Well, I'm going to come back at you because yes. it depends on where you're coming in. Because if you're talking about staples, mm-hmm. bread, I wouldn't say eggs, contentious issue these yeah, days. Yeah, they're not really that uh, cheap. I mean, some of the yeah, staples, people, I mean, you can have a sustenance yeah, living. Exactly. Exactly. But the thing is that if the state wouldn't subsidize any of these or regulate and control the prices for these stuff, like gas, eggs, bread, basic stuff, the prices would be soaring. Yeah. We see average, not even average, like, yeah, lower income people getting meat, mm. getting no, like protein. protein. Yeah, forget it. But if it wasn't for oil money, we wouldn't have any of that either. Yeah. So... Well, they say that nations that have oil are like, you know, completely lucky and completely unlucky at the same time. Mm-hmm. No. Um, you know, you only need to look at history. No, history. I, don't, I, don't, no I don't believe it. Nobody should believe it because uh, Britain has oil in the North Sea. North Sea oil. Yeah. yeah. The Danish, the Norwegians have oil. But there are, Mohammed, the difference is in the, the sort of basket of goods available to these other nations. So in the case of Iran, Iran is kind of in the direction of a banana republic, as in there is a sold product to oh, trade. Oh, well, yes. So for pretty much it's oil been, it's been like is that. the dominant the product. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's the thing. I mean, Iran historically has been in between trade routes and we are a trading nation. Yes. But since the British came here and uh, said that they would clean up the black water that comes out of the ground, well, yeah, they worked hard yeah. to find. Cleaned it up. Cleaned it up good. Yeah, to Put find it in those oil. barrels, took it away from... So, I was going to say us. Which one of the us am I? Oh, oh, oh it's so confusing. Yeah. Which one am I going to choose to be today? Okay, go on. Looking back at the history of Iran, the, the culture is in this feudalist system. You're either a master or a peasant. Mm-hmm. So if you're a master, you own land, you own farms, you own livestock, and you don't have to work at all. Hmm. There's nothing that you should do. You just earn money. Mohammed, you, you sound just... like you're about to give a Marxist speech now, which I'm quite surprised. <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay. Now going back, like in a feudalist system, either you're the master, you don't have to work, you just have to pay a portion of your gain to the king, yeah. and you're well off. And if you're a peasant, no matter how hard you work, you don't earn anything. Hmm. So you're fed. You work hard. Or you don't work hard. I mean, somebody has to keep you alive. So, Mohammed, are you saying that that's analogous to right now? 2,500 years of that, I'm pretty sure people who adopted that system, their genes survived. Uh, so I think Mohammed's hinting towards that that is still the case. It is still the case in the, in the Middle East. I mean, look at us. Look at Arabs. How hard do we work? How hard Iranians work? I mean, when I say it's oil money that is sustaining us... Look at the level of productivity of an of an average Iranian or an average Arab. Is it anywhere close to like a 
Brit, I mean, define Brit. The Brits are well-trained, Mohammed. But uh, no, yeah, I mean, it's kind of the, the joke, isn't it? Other people sort of laugh at the uh, Iranian productivity. I know that when I've worked with people mm. who've come here to work for international companies, they're not mm -hmm. Iranian, they come here and work, mm -hmm. and they kind of laugh at the productivity. <laughs> but they laugh at the productivity, and then they say like, well, at least it's not as bad as the Arabs. <laughs> like, oh. 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 Well, that's awkward. Uh, well, no, actually, <laughs> Arabs have more oil and less population. And uh, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, we're not as bad as Arabs in terms of productivity. Not according necessarily to, my words. Yeah, according to like Khariji <laughs> uh, Orientalist. I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so this is, I mean, uh, Mohammed, like as we sort of started the show with my dad, Oh my God, even for the job that I do have that brings mm -hmm, in money. Mm -hmm. He's always, every day, he's like, you know, like we'll speak and we'll be like, oh, you know, how are things, how are things going? You know, I say, doing all right, aren't you? Your work's doing, you're doing all right. You're earning money, aren't you? I'm like, yeah, I'm doing fine. You're doing fine though, aren't you? <laughs> you just won't let it go. I'm like, I'm doing good. I'm doing all right. Luckily, thankfully, uh, things are going well for me. Yeah. And uh, he still, you know, still pesters me. You're making enough money. No, yeah. Do you get that? Yeah. All no, actually, the you get that from me. Up, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, my dad and my mom asks me the same thing like, all the time. And I'm like, yeah, mom, I'm doing all right. And uh, I don't, honestly, I don't really work hard. Then again, my mom asks me all the time and my uncle and my aunt and everybody else, and what are you doing these days? I got jobs. Mohammed, so what you, like I've, so, sorry to interrupt. I feel like I need to side with your family here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, what are you doing these days? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't I know. I worry too, Mohammed. I worry too. Go yeah. On. Yeah, I get jobs. They're not nine to five, which is the only thing that is recognized by my family. So Yeah, that's annoying that. Because like Iranian families sort of do that. But like, really? In Iran? Can you make money nine to five? Like, seriously? Who makes money nine to five? That is our safety net. You just clock in at nine o'clock and clock out at five o'clock and you don't do anything and you get something. That's not a living wage though. Well, it depends how you're living. Well, yeah, they're heavily like, subsidized uh, by family. All right. So for some reason, I was all the way, you could say outside of Tehran, but in the greater Tehran area. Shush. No. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait past that. The We've price got something a, more south than shush? Yeah. Okay, carry on. Oh, that's why you're an orientalist. Not, not a well-educated one either. Put a big yard, like go around and see what's that's up yeah, in Tehran. I thought yeah. was the end of it. Okay. The price of one meal was one third of here. Yeah. No. So things are different. I mean, when you're living in Shomal Shar, when you're living in Uptown, the northern part of the city, for those who haven't been in Tehran or Maybe, like, David, you are in Tehran, but you still don't know. When, now, you uh, joke about this, my man, but I do travel about. Yeah, Just not south yeah, of Shush. Yeah. <laughs> really Shush at that. Yeah. No, let's go Shusher. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Let's make a T-shirt. Yeah. Let's go Shusher. Shusher. And, uh, shusher for Shisha. <laughs> Actually, they got good Shisha there. I'm sure they have. Like, so like, the, there, like, like the, the Dutch. Yeah, both the crystal meth and the shisha shisha. Anyway, north of Tehran is the more privileged area. There are a lot of contributing factors to the cost of living in Tehran and Iran in general. So That was a whole section about the Middle East, Asia, about working and specifically making an income uh, and, and whatnot. But Mohammed, important question. Mm-hmm. 
Do you intend to make a living from this? If it happens, it happens. Otherwise, I'm going to continue with this, regardless. I it's mean, the if, same for me. I, w- I would like to. Yeah, I but, won't uh, but I, I, I really expect that it won't do. And in a weird way, as I said earlier, it would probably. I'd feel a little bit compromised if we were to have this as a living, because then we'd be doing it for the crowd. True, but uh, maybe we can sort of balance it. It is sort of idealistic, but it's kind of silly. I say that really because of the two of us. It's mm-hmm. really me that is the one that's always pushing to do it for the crowd. Yeah. What with my yeah. uh, advertising background. And and that's probably, for, for the long-time listeners out there, mm-hmm. you don't, you're not privy mm-hmm. <laughs> to the arguments that yeah. Muhammad and I continually yeah. have. So, um, yeah, and I think, uh, you know, the freedom that we have, mm-hmm. which was something that Farshad spoke about in episode eight, where we had him on. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's he said, you know, do it for you, do do it, do whatever you want, the way you want to do, it. and that really resonated with me. And that that's it, what I was already doing anyway. I know, so, I know, yeah. but th- well, this is the struggle between you and I, and I think mm-hmm. the balance, as mm-hmm. people have noticed, or, or at least people who know you and I personally have noticed, because because they know me, but they don't mm-hmm. know you, my friends. Yeah, uh, they've noticed how you balance that out, and therefore the product or what we put out there has a sort of interesting mix between those two things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, may the arguments continue, Mohammed. We shall continue with the arguments. Yes. What I wish for, what I want, more than money out of this podcast, is for it to be successful. I now, want this to be successful. Mohammed, what on God's green earth does success mean exactly to you, me, and other people? Yeah. What, what will you say, David? Are we successful? I'd say we are. I'd say we are by the really. Way. No, oh, there's no, a but. Like, there's a but. No, 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 no carry say, on. No, no, not, not but. But uh, by the by the measure of, I mean, we have a decent listenership. Mm-hmm, yeah. So literally, I don't know about you, Mohammed, but in my mind, this is way more successful than I I expected. Yeah. And I don't know whether that is me being cynical or not, but I really didn't expect us. No, I was to not have really this much of a listenership. We have thousands of listeners. You remember, actually, we said that we would do something for like our first 1,000 listeners. Yeah, we would sort of celebrate (laughs) it some way, in some way. So we got our first 1,000 listeners, and then two days later, we got the next 1,000. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, yeah. a, I was like, oh, shit. Okay, we <laughs> totally smashed to that goal. Celebrated. Which, which goes back to the phrase of like, you know, you should uh, be careful what you wish for, you know. Yeah. Wish more. <laughs> wish yeah. more. So we, we totally smashed that one. Uh, so thanks, guys. But I don't know. Success should not, as you would always say, uh, Mohammed, is not measured by numbers. Mm-hmm. It's the quality. Yeah. What would you me- what would you say is the quality result that we would be looking for to say that this is successful? Okay, the technical side of it, the quality of the audio record is not bad. Mohammed, in this day and, and age, uh, everyone using Zoom to record, we are miles ahead. Well, I don't know. I still uh, listen to other podcasts, and I hear a better quality. I want to contend with something you said there because this is something that always goes on in my mind: is is that you see the product of what we do as the medium. So forgive me, hold on a minute, let me just grab my brand man, my advertising man's hat and put that on. I think it's different. I think, uh, I think w- what we add or what we put out there can happen in many different ways. If we go out to the park and speak to people in the park, I would say that is also part of the product. We've recently done a clubhouse yeah. event. And in a weird way, like in some ways, in, in my mind, that was more of us 
deep down what we want to sort of put across or the product that we are providing mm-hmm. or the service that mm-hmm. we're we're providing is kind of more so the case for me the podcast is just one aspect of it the website is one aspect of it what we provide i think we fulfill a certain area of the media landscape mm-hmm. by that i mean the media landscape about iran is i would say kind of a bit bipolar and it's not bipolar locally but it mm-hmm. is um internationally so you have either the, you could arguably call them the Iran haters. So I would say Iran International, Manator, VOA, the media outlets that are satellite channels that um, pump in obvious propaganda, I would say. Sort of anti-Islamic Republic propaganda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say. Yeah. They, never, they never put themselves out as Iran haters. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. my that's my perception about the whole thing. Yeah, by but the then, way, I mean I heard from someone who left Iran. They still prefer to be in Iran, but not this Iran. Yeah. So they kind of like define Iran as what it is not currently. So if you're saying Iran hater, they have illustrated this Iran they want in their head, and they say, okay, it's not it, so it's shit. Yeah, yeah. And we hate it. So. That which exists at the moment is something that isn't liked by one yeah. side, I would say, side of the media. Mm-hmm. And and then we have the other side. Mm-hmm. Now, the other side is a little bit difficult to see, but you'll see this in areas of, for example, Facebook, which is where we do a lot of promotion to mm-hmm. over 300,000 people. Yeah. And why? Because these guys have a vested interest in... Uh, promoting Iran as this, wow, look at how historic, wow, look how beautiful it is. Yeah. Sort uh, of so, like the Disneyland Iran yeah, that has no problems, that even, is all beautiful, yeah, exactly. nothing wrong with anyone, including the culture, people, government, yeah. religion, anything. Everything is perfect. Yeah. Everything is beautiful and everything negative you hear about Iran is just misconceptions. Yeah. Well, they don't even mention it. But, but Mohammed, it's a, it's a little bit different because we mentioned earlier about my orientalist disposition mm-hmm. and there are a few like me but we're not in we don't claim a lot of the media landscape i would say yeah but what does claim a lot of the media landscape is the groups so for example not only on facebook but also on instagram as in these types of purveyors of yeah. uh, of like wow look at how amazing iran is beautiful mm-hmm. iran mm-hmm. so there's countless places and these guys are doing it like business wise because obviously they make money out of More tourism. followers or followers but also there's a large amount of the iranian audience that are really interested in that because because they want to i would say put the counter narrative out there Mm -hmm. it's like so they got everything in this country four seasons seasons. we're amazing look at our history yeah which ended 44 years ago yeah so these guys are like super nostalgic yeah Super wanting to push the whole Iran is amazing. Persia. Persia, yeah. Thingy, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so what you get in social media is these guys saying, look how beautiful like the north mm-hmm. of Tehran is. Mm-hmm. Look how amazing these like, you know, these buildings that are pre-Islamic. Yeah. That and the other. So they're really pushing the sort of decorative, amazing, historical, yeah. Iran's amazing. And that's an easy win. Easy yeah. win for them. Because the evidence is there. Yeah. Beautiful carpets, beautiful mosques, beautiful buildings, palaces, nature, women. It's you're all go- there. Yeah, you're going to have a woman on a Persian rug in a mosque. In a mosque. Yeah. Looking beautiful, wearing a Absolutely. headscarf. 
Absolutely. You get likes on social media for that stuff. Absolutely. So those are the two opposing or the two, two completely different ends, as mm -hmm. I would mm -hmm. see it. Mm -hmm. Now, you and I have discussed this a lot. And locally, in the Persian language, among Iranians, is the everything in between. So the everything in between is all of the memes, the jokes. We do this. We're like this. Now, tell me if I'm wrong, but the way I see it is, and this is where I feel Ask an Iranian comes in, is that we do that in the English language. We don't, we're not Iranophiles. No, we're not. We don't hate on Iran. No, we don't. You may be a little bit more so than me. No, I don't hate Iran. I view Iran and Iranians as they are. Well, this is exactly what I think, and I would want, and my hope is, for Ask an Iranian to just show this shit. Yeah. Because in my mind, it's like, we're just humans. We do stupid shit. We mm -hmm. do stupid shit slightly different than the stupid shit that you do. Yeah. Like, and it's kind of funny. And, and, and Mohammed, this goes to a point that you've, since day one, mm -hmm. always pushed uh, within Ask an Iranian, which is uh, about getting the Iranian take on things. Yeah. And I've come to enjoy that more or, or realize its value mm -hmm. a lot more as time uh, has gone by. But I never actually undervalued talking about Iran and Iranian culture and everything surrounding it or Iranian people. But uh, we are surrounded by people who sort of romanticize Iran and Iran that is not there. Hey, that's me. You like what you see here. Mm -hmm. And you ignore a lot of other stuff. But no, people illustrate some sort of Iran, Persia, whatever thing in their heads that is not here. The reality is something else. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I can't let's see. Do we still do that? The whole Persia thing. Yeah. And uh, they actually blame everything on everything else, like the Arab invasion on Islam. or right, those like, guys. Or the Britons or... The Russians, the communists, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They don't. They they fail to see the reality of this country. So either what they see is pure crap or pure beauty. Yeah. They they love it or they hate it. It's not it. Hmm. It's just it's this country is not perfect. Whether well, I, I like it or not. Where is perfect? No, but I have, I have, have this it. situation this, where people are always like, why are you in Iran when you can be somewhere else? Yeah, like, exactly. You can That's choose the, to be somewhere else. I'm exactly. like, I'm like you why didn't like, you leave? And I'm like, go to England for a few months. You see how you see how shit goes down. You'll be complaining in six months. <clears throat> this country is what it, what it is. Whether I like it or not, I was born here. This is my home. This is what I got. I have the choice to leave it or stay here. Do for you? Me. Hang on, I said that about going to. Uh, I said <laughs> yeah. that I like go go to. England the choice is like very six, limited. <laughs> yeah, I was like but, go to England for six months. I'm like most people can't even get a visa to yeah. go to the neighboring country. No, I couldn't. I, I applied. Yeah. The auto response to my email was COVID pandemic. Oh my god! And I and let me just add in here for the listeners who who obviously I have a very privileged situation. I'm very lucky. I understand that. I can leave whenever I want. And that's why I stay. Like, I, I get that. I get that. But what I'm saying is... Well, I don't go, have that choice. You, okay. I don't have that choice. I can stay here. I still can go. I can go to Afghanistan. Nobody will stop me. I can go to Armenia. I can live in Turkey, hmm. as a lot of people do. I can go to a lot of other places. I mean, there's no red carpet for Iranians in every country. Yeah. But you still can move to other places, and a lot of people have. 
But my point is not that. My point is that whether I like it or not, I was born here. I was born in Tehran. I have an Iranian background. And this is home for me. This is what it is for me now. It is a love and hate situation. There are things in this country that I love. There are things in this country that I hate. And there's everything else in between. But that, Mohammed, and that's precisely the point, which is what I think is the way I see things, at least. Mm. This is where Ask an Iranian comes in. Yeah. It's it's the everything in between. Yeah. It's because that's amazing. And mm-hmm. that and that's how you can just it's like it probably sounds like BS to say, but it's kind of an antidote to the very extreme either ways that people seem to want to view stuff. And and we see that. And and you tell me, you tell me the stories. We get hate. Of course we do. Yeah, uh, and it's which, fine. I which, mean, which I would say, like, actually, we don't get that much hate. No, really, if we think. No, about most it. of our listeners are nice to us. Yeah, but we do occasionally get hate where people are saying mm. about Iran. Did we get the Why death threats you... already? I'm annoyed that we have them. You haven't? Have we not? Wait, I haven't seen any. Wait, there's a problem here. You haven't? I know. We, we're not doing. An, <laughs> we're not. I th- <laughs> when we did the uh, the episode on uh, American elections and Trump, we got close to the death threats. Yeah. We got a lot of hate on that one. Mm, okay, yeah. let's carry on. So this is where Ask an Iranian comes in. And and we've been quite lucky, mm-hmm. I would say, because uh, we've kind of, in a sense, filled a void. As in, there's been a gap. We've, <laughs> I mean, we're the number one English language podcast made in Iran. <laughs> For now. By virtue of the fact yeah. that, that nobody else is going nobody else is around yeah. because we've cornered the market. Now, yeah. is there a market for that? Well, clearly there, is, there is because we've got an audience. Is the audience enough to make money out out of or whatever? Fuck it, I don't well, care. If, if that is, <laughs> like if that is the yeah, we had people on the podcast that are paid to yeah. talk, and they did a free one for us. Free one for yeah, us, and like, they enjoyed it. And cartoon, how we have cat, cat. Cartoon, how we, yeah. who we had on recently, it was like, oh my god, that was the most fun I've had. Mm. Tehran, mm. oh my yeah. god, the uh, comedian. Yeah, uh, he came on, he enjoyed it. But we do, we do get good, which kind of leads me on to another section, mm. if you'll allow me. Recently, I've been uh, listening to and reading a lot about Seth Godin. Now he is who is like a, a kind of like a marketing guru, guru. Yeah. yeah, I guess, and probably some in the audience have heard about them. Certainly, the content creators who listen to us will know about this guy. This yeah, guy, yeah, he's got valuable stuff to share with you. So yeah, yeah, you 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 think like me doing every Monday blogging coming out for three years. This Boro guy has been doing Baba. it for like twenty something years yeah. every day. Yeah, every day. what we're doing is a joke compared to yeah, what he's been doing. Yeah, this guy is the wow. He he pumps it out. This guy's amazing. This guy really is quite inspirational. I really enjoy him. He talks about the minimum viable audience and he talks about quality. He says you only need like a thousand sort of followers or devout listeners to be able to make it into a thing. And he's really pro sort of content creators, pro pro people like us Mm. that do what we do. And by think you do mean like a sustainable business? Yeah, yeah. Uh, No, something to make a living. Mm -hmm. So, and he talks about the new world that we live in because the media landscape Mm -hmm. has made- Is it brave? It's quite brave. Mohammed, seriously. The, the Are they going to put vaccines in us and make us into Mohammed, peach harvesters? Mohammed, they are not going to do that. Peer pressure all around we us. We are is, doing it. We are going to choose to do yeah. it. Uh, you don't need the pressure. We bring the pressure. Yeah. So he talks about the long tail. Now, what he means by long tail is the 
amount of audience that you have at the top end. So you have a scenario that is the winner takes all. So you have Pavarotti, let's say. He is the be-all and end-all of um, classical music mm -hmm. or like, you know, opera singing, tenors and whatnot. Then it really drops off after that. The handful of people that are in the sort of like the hump or the top end of like they gain pretty much the entirety of the audience. And then in the old school, so historically speaking, the, they would claim the majority of the audience. But now due to technological uh, developments and the ability for anyone around the world at any point to grab a phone, to talk into it, mm -hmm. to publish it and make it into a podcast yeah. means that the tail end is enormous. As in anyone can do anything and get famous super quick. You can be whatever you want and whatever you want might have a market. Yeah. And uh, you can be part of the tail end. And I guess in some way we wanted this episode, or at least I did, in some way to be some sort of, I don't know how to say, like wind in the sails of people who might be similar to us, mm -hmm. who have a passion project. They have something that they want to do. Mm -hmm. And this probably goes back to me also being a startups mentor. Really, like I repeat myself a lot when I'm a startups mentor because I just say to the people, I like, just do it, do it, just keep doing it. Doesn't yeah. matter. If you're really into it, just keep doing it. You'll Absolutely. find a way. Yeah. And, and for me, passion is always the driving force. Mm -hmm. uh, now, there's probably a bit of a practicality element also needed to be added there. I mean, you don't want to be passionate and stupid at the same time. You want to be passionate and smart at the same time to be able to find opportunities make things work for you, and to push things forward. The startups that have passion behind them, as in people that know the industry, love the industry, want to do something in the industry, are hugely more successful, in my experience, than people that do it just for the money. Mm -hmm. So if you are out there and you have a hobby, a passion, and in, <laughs> for some reason you want to listen to us, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Is Who the hell am I? to give advice about this. No, actually, don't get me wrong. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed, I've noticed. But you're really good at what you do. And uh, end of Good the day, the podcast is the continuation of our back and forth. Yeah. Which sometimes is harsh mm. and unpleasant. It's not all Disneyland. So, but it. anyway, for, yeah, far from it. It is a lot of work. I mean, for every episode we release, we fight at least for two hours. Probably. <laughs> I think the last one was three. <laughs> but yeah. The, yeah, we, yeah, we had a three-hour argument. I still hate you for all those arguments and whatever, sure whatever. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. But the thing is that you're really good at what you do. And uh, when you say, who the hell am I? I mean, you get better. like years of experience, uh, despite all the shit that I hate about you. <laughs> okay. I'm, really, I'm really happy I'm working with you on this one. Can we just have a moment? Hold on. Carry on. Oh, David is not. <laughs> David is not stroking his. Uh, no, you're pencil. stroking my ego on this one. Go on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I was talking to this gentleman the other day, and um, I was also telling him if you're tired of what you're doing, probably you should you should consider doing something else. If you want to be successful, in my opinion, you should be doing what you enjoy doing. As in, if you're on a vacation, you can't wait to go back to work. Yeah. Probably if, if, if there's something that I continually always tell to people, it's just chase your passion. Like, like seriously, just, just give it a go. Because as far as we know, we have one life. 
just fucking do it. Just go out. Please send us your opinions about this because every single Iranian I talk to, almost every single Iranian I talk to, they say they're doing what they're doing because they have to and because they don't have any other choice. Really? I hate hearing that. I hate hearing that. Like, I think what, what you're describing here, Mohammed, is the difference between what we say in England, as in you work to live or live to work. Now, in my life, I've always tried to live to work. Like, I don't want to work to live. Like that's, mm -hmm. and, and I think that slight attitude shift can really make a difference. Mm -hmm. And it's not for everyone. People out there are a little bit scared, not that confident. You know, they're just, they just, they feel reassured. It's Actually, your choice. <laughs> Sorry. I read somewhere that there are the two most addictive drugs out there. Mm -hmm. Number one, heroin. Number okay. two, a regular wage. But, but I want to add here, because I don't think you should be sort of stupid about chasing the passions that you have, or at mm -hmm. least be naive about it. Like very few people, I would say, can comfortably turn their passion into like a living for themselves. Mm -hmm. And these are like pop stars, amazing, like really one in a million amazing people that can pull this off. For a lot of other people, they have to bloody work hard for it yeah. uh, in a lot of the cases. So... Well, well when actually, you the that. thing is that, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, those pop stars you're talking about, life is not easy for them as well. They know, work hard. But I don't mean like in the music industry kind of sense. I mean, people, people that uh, just, just are the one in the million, they make it in their game. That happens, and it rarely happens. And please when, show me one that doesn't work hard. Well, you know, sometimes they don't, and they get lucky. But uh, Well, but, we're not talking about Saudi princes. <laughs> yeah. But the but the no the second level I would say the people that are sort of like in the next point in the curve towards the infinite tail yeah. end as we spoke about earlier these guys work hard and and they work hard and you need to have a certain amount of smarts I would say again who am I I just want to relay a couple of points about that mm -hmm. so if you have a passion project you might not be the person who is that pop level and I, again I don't mean music I would say know the market, understand the market, don't be a solution looking for a problem, as mm -hmm. we say in the startups world. Know that you're adding value or providing a service and understand what that is. Yeah. You need to be adding value for people to take you on. Mm -hmm. We shoot the shit and we can kind of do that because we're not trying to turn this into a business. Yeah. Uh, I think we add value at the same time. But we're sort of between those. I think we, we sort of do that here. So what needs to be said is that the attention economy, which is pretty much where we are now mm -hmm. and where we are in a world where the population is set to plateau and probably decrease. So we're talking about an attention economy that is capped and probably decreasing and everyone wants a piece of that. If you want to do something similar to us and you're not that pop star level, you need to compete in a market, and in that market, you need to be providing better value, better benefits for people, and therefore understand that that is also an aspect. Mm. Now, you might be freakish lucky mm -hmm. to have something a bit weird that does really well, mm -hmm. but otherwise, you're going to be competing in an you're going to be competing for audiences of people that do dick and fart jokes. That's yeah. the problem of this world. You are competing with cats. Dick and fart jokes, you need to be better than that. I'm going to step down from my soapbox now, Mohammed. Yeah. As an Iranian, I think that our Iranian listeners should also pay attention to this tiny point here, 
that you're not entitled to success. Basically, you're not entitled to anything you don't work for. You gotta work hard. You gotta work hard. And if you wanna be rich in any sense, financial or otherwise, you gotta make other people rich. You gotta bring, if you want value in your life, you gotta bring value to the lives of other people. Mohammed, that's an interesting point because it, I would say that goes to a concept of non-zero-sum gains. Absolutely. Which is a peculiar concept. And those in the audience, there's a few of you out there that probably haven't heard about that. Yeah, as you point out, like being the capitalist big-time money earner mm -hmm. increases other people's wealth exactly. as well. Exactly. You, you, it's not a zero-sum game. The, and, and this is a bit contentious because there's a kind of leftist disposition here that money is a finite amount. But money can expand by you expanding it and expanding people's opportunity. Um, let's replace the word money with value. Yeah. Add value. Add value. So people can add value. Make people richer. Yeah. And you'll become more rich. Richer or more rich? No, more rich. Okay. You can say both, actually. I did say both. <laughs> Who the hell am I? There you go. Yes. And, and this is, I think this is a, if there is one fundamental problem mm -hmm. with people's dispositions these days, it's understa not understanding mm -hmm. the non-zero-sum game scenario. Yeah. Because more often than not, mm -hmm. and this is going to upset people, if you are left-leaning, you don't understand, I would say, the non-zero-sum gain scenario. And it's not because you're not smart or you don't have the capacity to understand it. You refuse to understand it. No, you've been brainwashed, damn it. <laughs> yeah, you're brainwashed. <laughs> well, no, no, Mohammed, let's be kind here. I'd say that propaganda is a powerful tool here. No, seriously. People, I think, have deliberately not been told that in mm -hmm. their life. Deliberately have not been told about the value Mm -hmm. Economy, I guess. Increasing yeah. value mm -hmm. to increase value. Yeah. So get out there and increase value. And and do it with passion. Yeah. Increase value doing what you like to do, not what you have to. And the thing is that, of course, I mean, have a hobby. I mean, David and I, we both have our own jobs. We earn money doing other stuff. Yeah, that's a great point. There's a side point, I think, that needs to be added as we round down what is probably now becoming a very long episode. So, Mohammed, another reason I wanted to do the podcast is about networking. Mm -hmm. Now, I think there's a big value mm -hmm. in the people that you know mm -hmm. and the connections you have mm -hmm. and the people you link with. Now, when you have something of value to provide or you can introduce those people to that, you have a type of economy or you have a type of currency to work with. So, setting up Ask an Iranian, for me, improved, in my sense, an ability to be able to network. Mm -hmm. We've made friends along the way. Oh, you said friends. You're a human after all. Yeah. Uh, value, and I, and currency, I their blood. network. And uh, I suck uh, their blood. Uh, David is <laughs> erroring. Yeah, there you go. Friends. So we've made, we've made we've friends made along friends. the way. And um, long-lasting friends. Mohammed, I know who you're texting all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so... so so, uh, and, I, and I think that's, yeah, that's great. They've found us, we found them. And uh, that was one thing. And, and it's only the beginning. I mean, mm -hmm. that is going to happen more, Absolutely. I hope. And I imagine it will be the case. Absolutely. So and I hope that, that, is, that is beyond financial. Exactly. Economical value for us. And in the same way that people have helped elevate us, I hope that we get to a point 
where we are able to elevate other people to be able to help them in what we said earlier, the value. This brings me to the point that I want to point out that we, of course, wanted our voices to be heard. David, of course, is a narcissistic bitch. That's me. I'm a closeted narcissistic, narcissistic bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit more insecure um, than David, obviously. But uh, yeah, I'm also narcissistic and I need to boost and inflate my ego, which is already big. I've noticed. Yeah. My ego is bigger than your ego. Complex way. We also want for other people to be heard. Sure. For voices that maybe couldn't be heard in any other way with almost total disregard of what we like or we don't like, including our political leanings, our ideological leanings. A lot of people we have had on the show, we do not necessarily agree with politically or otherwise. Yeah. As a result of doing this podcast, as David said, we sort of expanded our network and we were also heard on other podcasts. Sure. We were yes. heard in places that we wouldn't have been heard otherwise. Yes. I had to act as a very good Muslim on somebody else's podcast. That was you difficult. You are a very good Muslim. I think I am. Yes, we are. Yes. Both David and I, we are Muslims. Yeah. Don't that look is who we that are. show up yeah. on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. um, but Mohammed, are we going to make it to 100 shows? I don't know. Who knows? May have or may not. Yeah. Yeah, I just care to be putting out good stuff. Actually, yeah, I do agree. I, I never looked at it that way, that we're going to be like episode 100 or 1,000 or like this number of downloads, that number of listeners, this much money we'll earn or like... This is what we're selling, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I think end of the day, you and I, we both like the idea of podcasting and sharing whatever we have to say with others and sharing what others have to say as well and letting other people share what they need to say with us. Yeah. And we're doing it. That's what matters. Mohammed, I completely agree. I will say that what we add is not the medium, as in it's not just the podcast. Mm -hmm. It's more than that. And my hope is that, I mean, you know, we'll keep doing this if people keep listening. If they don't, bollocks, we'll move on. Something yeah. else, no big deal. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, there are other ways to look at it. But as I said earlier, I still think that there is a middle area in the English language that we are occupying. And I think there's some value there. Yeah. So we hope that you continue listening Mm -hmm. If you don't want to, don't worry about it. Move on. And if you think there's something we could do better or more or you want us to do and you haven't heard us doing, let us know. Yeah. They probably want like YouTube videos of us leaping on chairs and like mm -hmm. orangutans. Or Tom Cruise. We can do that, but only by special request and with a large donation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mohamed, what have we not tackled in this navel-gazing episode about us? I don't know. Oh my God. We've covered about three times the list that I've got written in front of me. Brilliant. Well, I hope in some way that those listening derived some kind of value from what we've put out there. Absolutely. If not, sorry. Sorry for wasting your time. Yeah. So, 52. Let's get there. Yeah. 
keep going. Mohammed, we out? We out. We out. Khadafis. Khadafis. I'm a little bit better.